we don't have so much Torah from him. And not only that, but Rav David Lulliver said that for himself, what was, what was to be Rav David Lulliver's La'asid Lavo, you know, when he was going to get to Shemayim, when he was going to get there, he used to say that when I get to Shemayim, I don't know what I'll be able to, to say for myself or what I'll be able to answer to the Rabbanu Shalom, to the Bezdin Shalmala, to the Tzadikim. But one thing that I know for sure is that when I get to Shemayim, <coughs> I plan on going to Moshe Rabbeinu and to be mispa'er, to, 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 pray, you know, to take praise of myself and, and to receive praise from Moshe Rabbeinu for the giloy of what a certain pasuk means. I'm very grateful to Hashem that we were able to get out of Bidud in time for this. It was with great pain that we weren't able to have last week. So the, the pshat that he's going to say here is really, is really on last week's parsha. But nevertheless, the Torah that David Oliver said is that you know, Shmos ends on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Paro and he says, you have to let the Jewish people go. And Paro is not ready for that to happen, to put it mildly. And Paro says, not only am I not going to let the Jewish people go, but apparently the reason why the Jewish people have so much... Uh, time on their hands to start thinking about these types of things is that they're not working hard enough. So the Pasuk says that Paro instructed Paro instructed Lo Sosifun that no longer are you allowed to be Mosif to give Tosefet of Teven to the Jewish people because it used to be that until this point at least, at the very least, the Mitzrim would give the Jewish people the supplies that they needed in order to, to build what they were building. At the very least, they would be able to have the supplies so that they can make the bricks and then they can, they can build what they're building. But now, Loso Sifun, we're not anymore going to give the Jewish people Tevin. We're not going to give them the straw that they need to make the bricks. So Rav David Lalver said that if you look at that pasuk of Losa Sifun. So the word Sosifun is spelled with a, with a letter Aleph. Like Tosif, the word Lahosif is not spelled with a... Tosifun there means we're not going to gather the straw together for them. So Dawid Lalavar said, you know, the real pshat of what the Torah is trying to be Megalatas is the cruelty that Paro had for the Jewish people in this last little tekufa before we start the process of exiting Mitzrayim. And we spoke about this two weeks ago, and you could see that this is heavy on my heart. And I think the fact that the, there's now beginning to see the murmurings of light at the end of the tunnel, it's not something that we take for granted. Because there's also other shmos of things being more extended and longer. And saying over the Torah of our tzaddikim is how we're able to be mamtik the dinim. Because if we ourselves are now on the level of being tzaddikim to be able to be mamtik dinim, the way we can do it is by saying over the Torahs of the tzaddikim and to say, share with these, these stories and these teachings. So he said, 
at the very least, when the Jewish people would get the supplies from the Mitzrim, the Fachot, when they would occasionally gather together to receive the supplies, you know, there was Mustawa, they had some government building, and you know how government buildings are. So, you know, they would, they would arrive, and being, you know, good of Adim, they didn't want to get a patch, so they would arrive a little bit early. And some of the, the officials who would hand out the Tevin once in a while, they would come a little late. Or either way, you know, they would, they would make sure to be there a little early. So at the very least, they would bump into each other there and they'd be able to talk and be mechazik one another. I could say, you know, Yankala, Moshele, don't worry. One day we're going to get out of here. And at least they'd have a little bit of time to be able to spend a few moments together before they would go to the back-breaking labor. Before they would be thrown and cast aside <coughs> back into the dark, darkness of Gullus, where you don't see anybody and you don't have anyone to say a good word to you. At the very least, they would be able to gather together to receive the straw. And that's the letter, Aleph, that's put into that word, Lososifun. That Pahara saw that the problem here is not just that the Jewish people have too much time on their hands, but also they still have these, they're holding on to these dimyonos of being able to get free. Because every once in a while, they're ma'asif, Lososifun from the of Asifa, that the Jewish people are getting together. And as one of the great thinkers of the Jewish people once said, the only way to get it together is to get it together. The only way to get it together is to be together. And so when Paro said, we're not going to give them the straw anymore, then they're going to be scattered all over the place. This one's going to be going over here to try to find a little piece of stubble of straw, and this one's going to go over there. And they're not going to be able to bump into each other anymore. They're not going to be able to be ma'asef. They're not going to be able to get together. So one of the special things about what we get to do here is there's a certain sense of, of a gathering together. Um, I don't give too many other shirim in the context of yeshiva. In the other contexts, I do. But in the context of yeshiva, I don't give up too many other shirim where there are people who are signing in from different parts of the world, from different places in the world. And there's a sense, I feel, I always have felt, um, and my sense is that those who are even in the room feel this as well, that there's a certain... There's a certain feeling of asifa, of gathering together to be mechazik one another, at least lefachot once a week, to be able to come together. And before we get thrown back out into the exile, and in yeshiva, it's hard to sometimes, sometimes hard, Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, to, to remember that we're in exile. But as I so often point out, the last time I checked, there's still a, a big gaping hole in the skyline outside our base medrash window. And to be able to be ma'asef together, especially here in Yerushalayim, to have the ability to be in one place together and to be machazik one another is the ultimate way of, of defeating, of defeating Paro. To get together and to tell each other that it's okay and that what we're doing is, is good and that all of our shortcomings are merely external to who we really are. So Hashem should help us that uh, I was having some trouble with the technical difficulties on the computer in the beginning, so I didn't even have a chance to properly dive in yet, that Hashem should help us with the words that we say. The words that we say should be exactly the way they need to be said, and the way that they're heard should be exactly the way that they need to be heard, and the nagunim that we choose should be exactly the nagunim that we need to sing, so that we can be mechazik one another and gather together and believe that Hashem still believes in us. Pakod pakarati. 
as we've spoken about before, Pakod Pakarati, which was the secret code that Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to say, anybody could say the words Pakod Pakarati, but to really say them from a place and to be able to hear them in a way where you know and you recognize that Hashem has not forgotten you, has not forgotten us, those are, uh, those are two different things. Just to say the words and to really know that they're being said in honesty are two different things. So Hashem should open our mouths. Hashem svasai tiftach secha. And we should come together and be megalik fot shamayim so that we could bring an end to the geula and be able to be ma'asif together in a proper way, to come together in a proper way, to not have barriers between us, not to have chatzitzos between Jews. And... Uh, we are able to break down the machitzas between Jews, we should be also be able to break down the machitzas between us and our Father in Heaven. <clears throat>
počúvaj. No keď už je slivý. It's good to see the, the osios. Very strangely, when Moshe is being sent back to Paro, so the Rebbe Shalom sends, Par, sends Moshe to Paro and he says, I want you to go to Paro on behalf of the Jewish people. And Tell Paro that it's time to free the Jewish people. Something that already happened. But the Redditor points out that in the Pasuk, it's Pasuk Yid Gimel, Vaidabra Hashem Moshe ve'al Aaron, Vayitzavim el Bnei Yisrael, ve'al Paro Melech Mitzrayim. Vayitzavim el Bnei Yisrael, ve'al Paro Melech Mitzrayim. I want you to command the Jewish people and Paro Melech Mitzrayim, Lahotzias Bnei Yisrael Merech Mitzrayim. I need you to command the Jewish people to leave Mitzrayim. Command the Jewish people to leave Mitzrayim. <clears throat> so last week I saw a Torah from the Redumpster that I was living off of the whole week. I probably shared it with all of you at some point. That the Redumpster says, why is it that when a Jew makes a bracha before they do a mitzvah, they say, Asher kedishanu b'mitzvosav. That Hashem sanctified us with His commandments. So, ain't based medrash below chiddush. Because the Fer Shlomo says, because every mitzvah that a person does, the Zohar says, if you do a mitzvah, but you don't do it with Ava and Yira, then it's not able to be parach la'ela. It's not, it doesn't have wings to fly up. And so every mitzvah that we do is mitzvosav. It's, it's multiple commandments. And then I also thought you could say another answer to the question, asher kiddushan mitzvosav, plural. You know, you're doing one mitzvah here and you're saying mitzvosav. So another answer you could say is that every mitzvah is connected to all the other mitzvahs. Like we say in L'shem Yichud, the Tariq mitzvah satuliyimba, that every mitzvah is connected to all the other mitzvahs. The mitzvahs are a system which are, it's like the human body. Every single piece is connected to the other pieces. 
But Be'ez Hazos, Mamish, as I'm sitting here now, and I'm just reading these Pesukim again, as I wanted to say over the story from the Berditcher, I'm, I'm recognizing another answer. The Berditcher says that Hashem is commanding Moshe and Aaron to command the Jewish people to leave Mitzrayim. It's a funny lashon to command the Jewish people. The Jewish people want to leave Mitzrayim. So, Rav Levi Yitzchak ben Sarasasha, Zuchus says that by letting us know that this is a tzivoy, that leaving Mitzrayim is a tzivoy, Hashem is setting a precedent because this is, Mamash, this is before the Karpen Pesach even. This is before we even have the first commandment. But Hashem wants to set a precedent and He wants the Jewish people to know that every mitzvah that I do in the same way that you so badly want to leave Mitzrayim. And you know that this commandment that I'm giving you by Yitzhak to leave Mitzrayim, this mitzvah is something that you want so badly and what I want more than anything else, all the commandments and everything that this relationship is going to be based on is that I want you to understand that I have a tainug, <clears throat> that there's a, just like all the other mitzvahs, that so to speak, like the Sfarim say, that Hashem gets a nachas ruach, when Hashem smells the smell of the karbonos, when Hashem sees a Jew being Moser Nefesh to put on tefillin, and when Hashem sees that a person who, no matter how far away they feel from Yiddishkeit, is still lighting Shabbos candles, and then no matter how hard life situation might seem, but to be able to push through and be able to do that in the same way that we know that Hashem gets nachas from that. Hashem says, I want you to know that I get nachas when the Jewish people are comfortable. It's a tzivoy for them to leave Mitzrayim because all of the tzivoyim, all of the mitzvahs, says the Berdichever, every single mitzvah stems from the fact that when you get pleasure. When you, the Jewish people, get pleasure, that's, that's my commandment. That's, that's what I want more than anything else. And since the Jewish people want to leave Mitzrayim so badly, their leaving Mitzrayim is also the fulfillment of a tainuk for me. When a Jewish, people t- when a Jewish person takes a, takes a sip of coffee and they get pleasure from that, Hashem gets pleasure from that. When Jewish people leave Mitzrayim and are able to be free people, Hashem gets pleasure from that. The pleasure of a Jewish person is a tzivoy Hashem. And so every time a person fulfills the will of Hashem in any mitzvah, there's there's a double mitzvah that's being done. There's a mitzvah that Hashem is commanding me in that moment. There's the mitzvah that Hashem is commanding me in that moment, whatever the particular mitzvah that is. And there's the tainug that I get from that, which is also a tzivah Hashem. There's a pleasure in the thing that I'm doing, which is also a tzivah Hashem, that I took, that I took good care of myself.
and the taking care of myself is that when I do a mitzvah, so, okay, there's a lot of different ways to do a mitzvah. There's a way to do a mitzvah because I don't want to get punished. There's a way to do a mitzvah because I want to get rewarded. There's a way to do a mitzvah because I'm seeking pleasure in Hashem. But every individual mitzvah that I do, which is rooted in this ancient bond that we have between us and Hashem, that Hashem says, the first commandment, before I even give you the mitzvah of carbon Pesach, let alone Shabbos and, and Mila and all the other things, the first thing I want you to know is that everything that's going to be part of this relationship is based on in the same way that you so deeply want to leave Mitzrayim and that's what I want for you. You should know that all of the Tainug that the Jewish, pe- the Jewish people are capable of getting and anything that I ask of you is rooted in this same desire that the, your deepest desire is to fulfill my will and my deepest desire is to fill your will. That's the Tainugamiti that Hashem has. These parshios that we're reading now, Shmos Ve'er Bo B'Shalach Yisrael these parshios which make up the weeks of Shovavim, These are parshios that Hashem is trying to reconnect with us. You know, I was just, today I had the privilege of sitting with during lunch with one of the guys, and we were going over the Pasuk of, of Tzipora giving a, giving a bris, still holding by last week's parsha. Tzipora giving a bris to her son. All these parshios of, of Shovavim are trying to teach us what true Tainug is, what the deepest level of Tainug is. And the deepest level, level of Tainug is where there's a, a real Kesher, where we can look at Hashem and say, we understand, we, we recognize that all of the mitzvos and all of the averos, meaning all the ases and all the los ases, are all rooted in this ancient love that in the same way that we so desperately wanted to free ourselves from this Shibud Mitzrayim, that all of the other Shibudim, all of the other things that are holding us down, all the other Shibudim, we want to throw those off. We want to get rid of those things. A person struggling to break a, a bad cycle of going to sleep really late and then waking up really late, not being productive with their time. Recognize that the root of what you're trying to break there is not to break yourself in any way, but to break, to break this thing which is getting in the way of Hashem is commanding the Jewish people to leave Mitzrayim. One of my favorite Torahs from the Rapshitzer is that the first thing that a Jew has to know, a person has to recognize Simple interpretation. The first of all of the holy days is, uh, is Shabbos. Shabbos is It's the first of all the holy days. And Shabbos is also a Zeichel Tzias Mitzrayim. 
two different ideas. Shabbos is Tchil Mekor Kodesh. But there, the Zer Kodesh of Naftali of Rapshitz explained that Tchilu Mikra Kodesh Zechel Yitzhak Mitzrayim also means that the first step, the Tchila to Mikra Kodesh, the first step to being holy, to being called to holiness, Tchila the Mikra Kodesh, is just Zechel Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Remember, and the way the Rapshitz says it is remember. Remember how quickly we came from being so low to being so high. A person feels like they're very far from Kedusha. Tchila l'mikra yikodesh is zeicher l'itziyas mitzrayim. But in light of what we're saying also is tchila l'mikra yikodesh, the first thing is recognize that if Kedusha feels like something which is heavy, if Kedusha feels like something that's a burden, it feels like uh, somehow trying to rob you of tainuk. Because ultimately, the reason why we do anything which is keneged, the das of Hashem, is that we somehow think that there's something which is more pleasurable, there's something which is more freeing if we don't submit ourselves. But when we recognize if we recognize that the very first thing that Hashem commanded the Jewish people, the first time we find the Lashon of Tzivoy by the Jewish people, is that Hashem is commanding us to leave Mitzrayim, like the Alter Rebbe wrote in Tanya, that not only in every single door, not in every generation, and not only every single year a person has to see themselves but more than just something which happens once a year on Pesach, like the Alter Rebbe wrote in Tanya and is codified in the Shulchan Aruch that every single day a person has to see they're coming out of Mitzrayim. Because whatever particular Indian that they're struggling with, whatever particular thing which is, they keep falling into the same trap over and over again, <coughs> they should recognize that all of that is mushrash in the original tzivoy, which is get out of Mitzrayim. I want to give you pleasure. I want to give you tainuk. Trying to take you out of negos Mitzrayim and bring you to tainuk amiti. <coughs> Hashem should help us. We should be zochet to hear the mitzvahs as etzos Hashem. Like the Zohar always says that the mitzvahs are not commandments, they're etzos of how to self-actualize how to, how to become our higher selves, and to recognize that the tzivoy of Hashem is simply that we should enjoy life, and that in doing so, to give Hashem what He really wants. Hashem's ultimate, ultimate, ultimate tzivoy is enjoy yourselves. But Hashem wants us to understand how to enjoy ourselves. Hashem's trying to teach us how to enjoy ourselves.
Ten Makos. Ten Makos are a very big mystery, Kamavan. Very strange, mysterious part of the Parsha. We only have the first seven, they're divided into seven and three, and that's not accidental. As far as I say that the, the Ten Makos are on a certain level the inversion of the Asara Ma'amaros, Shanir Bahem that Hashem created the world with ten utterances. And Hashem says, in the same way that I created the world, I also have control to undo the world. So in the Trisker Magid, there's an idea from the Talmidei Baal Shem Tov that we find in many Svarim of the Talmidei Baal Shem Tov that the Ma'amaros are the unfolding of the Eser Spheros, starting from Keser, coming all the way down, Bereshus being the first, the Maimur Sasum of Bereshus being Keser, Vayhi Or being Chachma, etc. And that the Makos are the undoing of that, so that they work in the opposite direction. You need to say that the last of the Makos, Makos Bechoros, is Keser, is the revelation of Keser. And Choshech, second to last Maka, is the revelation of Chachma. That is to say that Hashem is showing, Hashem is reintroducing the world to the fact that in fact He is the one who is in charge, He is the one who is the Bailim over these, these Midos. So the Trisker Magid, I saw the Trisker Magid says, let's say for example the, the, the three Makos that are next week's Parsha, those correspond to the three Midos Elionos, meaning the, the Midos that are not embodied in the seven lower spheres, but are called the Sichlios. And that's why they're divided amongst seven and three. So he said that the last three makos, Bechoros is a lashon of Bo, Bechoros is the osios Bo Keser, that contained within it is Keser. Bechoros is Bo Keser. And Choshech, which is the opposite of Chachma, it's the, it's the undoing of the Vayihi Or. Be'orchani Re'or, the Or of Chachma. Arba is a lashon of Aleph Rabba, is a reference to Aluf Bina. Right? So it's Keser, Chachma, Bina, and it's all the makos are this kind of, in reverse, the revelation of, of these different spheres. Because what Hashem did is only just to reveal some small, He took off a small layer, so that he, it's not that He ceased to create the world, but that He allowed each person to be makabel the world exactly as they were fit to be makabel. The more that a person is able to recognize that all of this that's been coming down to the world in the past little bit, this very clear message that Hashem is fearing the Velt, that Hashem is running the world, choosing to see the Yamsuf split before them as opposed to seeing the Yamsuf as something which can drown them. We're out of time. <coughs>
Good job, 